Welcome to Moving on Sideways, Season 2. Um, this will probably not be my first Season 2 episode to air, but this is my first attempt at recording a full episode for Season 2. Um, I've already started recording some se- some episodes that are going to be done in segments, um, which I kind of assume I'll have I'll air before uh, this episode, because I don't think this episode is like season two premiere material. Um, The subject of this episode is going to be online dating, um, but I'm not going to talk about that immediately. First thing I'm going to say is that right now I'm in Broadlands, which is a part of Ashburn, and I'm uh, driving back to Manassas, unfortunately. Dun, dun, dun. Or, I don't know, whatever. It's not even unfortunate. It's just, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, the reason why I'm, I'm up here, actually, although I do a lot of times come up here just, just to take a walk or do whatever, the reason why I'm here is because I donated, um, plasma today for the eighth time, um, in, uh, Sterling. Sterling's very close to Ashburn, um, <clears throat> all in Virginia, by the way, because I guess some people might be listening from outside of the local area. And by the way, today is February 6th, and, uh, my plan as of right now is to not premiere season two until August of uh, 2021, which is about, which is six months from now. And this episode might not even be the first one or two episodes. So this, this episode might be premiered quite a bit later. And I, the way that I'm going to do this episode, I could, um, I could um, do it in segments or whatever. I can definitely stop pretty much anywhere and just continue later. And that actually might make more sense. But I'm not sure how much I'll end up talking. I might end up talking for a little while. But I'm not sure. Because I, uh, I just had pizza. And therefore I'm kind of like a little bit lethargic or whatever. Um, actually, I assume that before this episode airs, I didn't talk at all about my abrupt ending of season one. I didn't even announce in the episode that was airing that I was, that was going to be the season uh, finale. Um, and basically there's like multiple reasons why I ended the season one when I did. I mean, first of all, I did 18 episodes, which I think is completely fine. It's not, it's not low at all in my opinion. It's a pretty good number, I think. Um, and, and I, so, so one reason is that I was just starting to feel, uh, a little bit tired of doing it like week after week. And well, a lot of times it was doing like four episodes in one week and then, you know, and then one, one month later doing four episodes in another week. But sometimes it was kind of like week after week. It's, you know, it's, it's whatever. But I had a lot more energy, energy for that type of stuff in the fall. And I really kind of dropped my energy for doing that in the winter. And this is my first time to record an episode in probably a month and a half. Maybe even longer than that. Maybe like almost two months or something. Um, yeah. Um, and I... Oh, <laughs> road is bouncing. <laughs> yeah, I had like very little energy when I woke up today. Um, and then I went and donated plasma. So now it's, I don't know, now it's even worse. You would think that I, I shouldn't be doing a podcast episode if I have very little energy. But um, I think it's going to be work out all right or whatever. But yeah, so, uh, so yeah, it's just... Um, so basically, I was just starting to feel a little bit annoyed of uh, recording episodes so often, and I wanted to uh, stop recording episodes for season one when I just tiny bit felt that way because I wanted to save some energy for a possible season two, um, rather than like you know 
keep on going with season one and get really get really sick of doing it and then never doing it again in my in my whole life just just to have four or five more episodes in season one um, I, I don't know if that's what would happen but that's the way that my brain works uh, yeah so um uh, so oh so one thing about uh, donating uh, plasma well first of all I'm officially allowed to donate plasma once every uh, four weeks but you know oh oh well let me let me say let me say a couple more reasons of why I uh, ended season one when I did before I get back into before I get to the plasma stuff um, so this is my first I, I mentioned before that I have long-term effects I guess relatively minor but they're still there uh, long-term effects from COVID. Uh, this is my first winter, you know, since, um, since I had COVID. So I really wanted to try to take it easy. I felt like stopping the season when I did was, a, was a good time to do that. Um, actually another reason why I stopped it then is I really, I didn't love the episode, the last episode of season one, the season finale uh, about condos being quote unquote better than houses. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't love the way that it came out, but I definitely liked it. And I definitely really liked the subject matter. And I just wanted it to sit there and, you know, for, for like eight months or however long it's going to be before I, you know, do the, uh, air the podcast again. I wanted anyone to see it, to happen to see that episode. And I just wanted it, I wanted that episode to sit there, you know, it's what, um, people that post constantly on social media sometimes like people that post 20 posts a day, if they have, they have a post they're really proud of, they'll say, I'm going to let this one sit here. And they'll wait like four or five hours before they post again, which is a really long time for some people to not post on social media. So yeah, so that's kind of what I did with my, uh, with my last episode. Um, and there's like one or two other reasons why I stopped it then, but that's enough. There's no, there's no need for an explanation. <laughs> I guess it's a little weird that I didn't actually uh, announce that that was the season finale, but um, so I scheduled that episode for January third, twenty 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 one, and um, and you know that was I scheduled it a couple weeks ahead of time, and then around Christmas or New Year's I was like, no, I I I don't want to do it anymore. I'm pick, I'm making this season finale, and and therefore I did. I made it. I wrote down season finale. And I actually don't even know if people that listen to the podcast are able to see um, my descriptions of the episodes. I definitely assume they can, but I don't know 100% for sure if they can or not. So that's kind of interesting to me. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm on... Um, see, I find like this uh, road geography interesting. I really hope it's not boring or just annoying to people that are listening. But now I'm on the Loudoun County Parkway going north, the opposite direction of the way I want to go, but the reason I'm doing that is just because it's the way that I go to get home, it's the way I personally go, there's another way that's a little more annoying, involves driving on Route 50 more, and Route 50 sucks, Route 50 has, it's like a major road in Fairfax County, and it has tons of stoplights, and then like Route 28 is a major road in Fairfax County, and Loudoun County, and it has like exit and off ramps, so it's like very preferable, throughout 50 and uh of course i could take this there's a toll road too that i could take um and i just refuse to do that i'm definitely not taking the stupid toll road paying a couple bucks so yeah so uh driving home now 
anyways, back to the subject matter. Um, oh, so the, the, the donation thing. Okay, so p- the reason why I've been donating, uh, what's it called, plasma, like, like I said in season one, is because I had COVID and um, my, my plasma can possibly save people's lives or really help them fight uh, COVID. Um, but they don't, they, as in, I don't know who they are, you know, like the government or medical professionals or whatever. I don't always know what the word they means, you know, a lot of times, but they, you know, recommend that you wait four weeks before donating plasma again. But I, maybe, maybe it would be different if I was at home. Um, I had really like a lot of time to recover and stuff, but because I'm working full time and my job is even a little bit physical, um, I, I don't think four weeks is enough time for me. I think I need more time to recover because I've like some, sometimes when, <laughs> when I, uh, get out of the, um, well, basically all the time, I'm, my brain is a little bit messed up, like, like basically more emotional when I get done donating plasma, which, which is actually one reason why I wanted to record an episode today. Cause I thought, I thought it'd be interesting because even if I'm like sad or hysterical or something, I, it'd be, I thought it'd be interesting, um, for me to record an episode right after I donated plasma. But, um, but yeah, like <laughs> actually the, the, I guess, I guess since I'm going to talk about da- online dating, something I don't really, I don't know. It's, it's a little more of a personal subject than most things I feel like I talk about. Uh, I guess I'll tell this other personal detail. Um, so I, if, if you listen to season one, you know that I was uh, rooting for Biden to win the election and for Trump to lose the election. Um, although I wasn't, I don't think I was too crazy about it. But yeah, so uh, I donated plasma on the day that um, the media declared that Biden did win when they said he won Pennsylvania. And like my dad pointed out, that the media doesn't actually choose the election. But like when, when they you know, declare a victor, especially when all the stations, including Fox News in the beginning. So anyways, when all the stations declare that Biden was the winner, you, you assume that, that, that he is the winner. And like the states themselves were saying he was the winner, you know, like Pennsylvania said that he won. So you got to either you got to trust the states or you got to think that there's a gigantic conspiracy, which everyone, you know, we all know that that's a thing that right wing people were saying, including Trump. But a lot of Republicans were saying that was a bunch of crap. But anyways, um, so, yeah, so especially at the time, I didn't know that there's going to be this huge backlash that, oh, the election was stolen, blah, blah, blah. So I just assumed that Biden won, period. And I thought soon Trump was going to be, uh, um, whatever it's called, you know, throwing in the towel. There's there's a word for it. I, I just can't think of it right now. And it's kind of stupid that I can't. Uh, yeah. So I donated. So I found that out before I donated blood. It was pretty cool. I was kind of excited. And I was texting with my mom. She was excited because um, she was also she she much more than me wanted <laughs> Trump to lose the election. <laughs> But, um, anyways, I was texting with my mom. We were excited about it. And then I, uh, donated plasma and then I got out, out of donating plasma and on the way home, I was just crying hysterically <laughs> because I was like happy that I like, I, I don't really know how to describe it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't overjoyed that Biden won. I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't even overjoyed that Trump lost, but something about it, about the whole moment made me like overjoyed and like, well, we overcame this. I think it's way too strong to say that Trump is a fascist. You know, a lot of people think that he's a fascist, but whatever the, whatever he is or was or whatever, like, it was like we overcame it and we overcame, 
I felt like, if anything, I think I think much worse than his totalitarian tendencies were his completely incompetent tendencies. Because he just, like the pandemic, to me, to me, just proved that he was completely incompetent, just did not know what to do, did not know how to change course, you know, when when the issue changes. Like, his, his issue was the economy. And then when, you know, the pandemic came, his issue was still the economy. And, uh... He just, like, doesn't know how to switch gears a little bit. Uh, anyways. Um, so it was like we, we overcame that crap. And, and all the... It was, almost, it was almost, like, more so, like, overcoming his fans rather than him. Like, his fans are kind of worse than he is. Or at least some of his fans are worse than he is. Although they didn't actually have any power or whatever. But, uh... But, yeah. So... Um, it was like, it was like we overcame that, but I guess because I had, I mean, I'm almost definitely sure that donating plasma that day had a huge, it had a huge reason to do with this, but yeah, I was just, uh, crying, driving home <laughs> and, uh, and I had to go to grocery shopping on the way home and I'm like the type of person that I'm not going to not go grocery shopping because I can't stop my eyes from watering. <laughs> from crying so I went to the grocery store just like water coming down my eyes salty water you know tears and um people were like looking at me and stuff but I don't I, I don't think it was that I mean but like in DC and a bunch of big cities people were like breaking into dance and stuff people were going like for hours actually so my reaction was kind of small compared, compared to that <laughs> but yeah um but but yeah so but overall, I get, I, overall, when I, after I donate plasma, I get a little bit irritable, um, and just a little bit, a little bit on edge or whatever. So, so I thought, I thought for one thing, it might make a good podcast episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, uh, I haven't told you, so, so I created a, um, so now I'm finally getting to the subject matter of this episode online. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. I'm not getting there yet. So, um. With donating plasma, I've, I've been having a bunch of bad experiences with, uh, um, with when I actually don't. By the way, today was pretty good. They were pretty nice to me today. But I've been having a bunch of bad experiences with donating plasma. And there's two places in Northern Virginia that I can go to. Um, one's in Sterling and one is in Annandale. And um, Annandale is closer to D.C., by the way. And Sterling is, well, it's near Ashburn, as I've said many times. And it's far away from D.C. And it's pretty far. They're both far away from Manassas. They both are about a 50, 50-minute drive for me. So another problem with the whole thing is that after I donate plasma and I'm a little bit out of it and everything, I have to, at some point in time, I have to do a 50-minute drive home, you know? <laughs> Although so far that's been completely fine. But, yeah. Um, so I, so I actually what ended up happening was I couldn't schedule the appointment for today. Um, and like it was these people, you know, they only certain people supposedly can schedule for if you if you had COVID before and you want to donate plasma. Not not everyone that works there can. Only a couple people can. So um, I called and this woman gave me her boss's email address. So I emailed her boss. And um, so I previously, when I first started donating plasma, including the time, if you remember from season one, the time where my car was uh, having major trouble on the way home. Um, the first couple of times I've donated plasma in Sterling, um, they're, they're actually, the customer service was fine. They didn't really have much problems with it. Like they were not assholes, 
but um, they were really slow. And like one time I had a doctor's appointment um, or a eye appointment, doc, an eye doctor's appointment in Manassas um, at a specific time. And I was expecting to have like, have food on the way over there after donating and uh, have time to kill. And like, oh, it'd be so relaxing. I'll have lots of time to get there. But like, they're so slow that I ended up like barely making it and having no time at all to eat on the way down there and, and things like that. Um, so that was pretty infuriating. Um, so, uh, well, let me take a drink. Uh, talk amongst yourselves for a couple seconds here. Sorry, I didn't give you subject matter. Off to um, <laughs> next time I take a drink, I'll, I'll have to uh, do the whole like um, that thing that uh, Mike Myers did when he was the New York woman on Saturday Night Live in the early '90s, most likely. Where he was like, I'm all beclimped. And he gets, said some random thing and gave a gave a subject matter. And then he, like, took a... He, like, I think he, like, uh, wiped his eyes, actually, as if he was crying. Speaking of crying, as if he was crying. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I started off with Sterling. And then because they were so slow and because of that incident specifically, um, I switched over to Annandale. And um, so then I went there for a few times. And, like, the last time at Annandale... So they're they're faster for sure, but they're they're not they're way less friendly um, than Sterling was. So the the last and then like two times ago they were actually pretty friendly, uh, but the two well, the last time the woman was uh, was not fr- was, was not friendly to me and it was, she even was like friendly to everyone besides me and I, I hate it when people do that type of thing. Like I'd much rather they're un- they're mean to everyone than being like oh like so nice to to like everyone except one person. I think that's way worse than just being, I, I really hate passive, passive aggressive things. Um, I really, really hate it. I, I like people to be direct. And I, th- I think it's actually way more, I think it's actually a lot nicer to just be direct and mean rather than like indirect and passive aggressive and stuff. I think that's way worse. But I don't need to say the same thing over and over again. But yeah, so so then I uh, went switched back to Sterling. So you know through the email with the with the bo- the boss or whatever at the blood donation place. So then she asked me, um, I saw that you've been donating in Annandale recently, uh, but now you want to donate in Sterling. Can you please tell me which place you'd like to stick with? And I and I and I wrote. I basically told her a very you know short version of like I've had bad customer service in the past. Um, I used to go to Sterling, but. They're so slow. Actually, no, all I said was, all, I, at first I kept it real short. I just said, I've had bad customer experience at Annandale. I want to go back, I want to go back to Sterling. And then she said, can you please uh, give me, um, could you please, that's like, it breaks my heart to hear that you had bad customer service. Can you please uh, explain this, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I took a couple days and then I wrote her relatively long email like for me it was short but for most people it was long <laughs> I wrote kind of a long you know longish email um, with details about um, my problems with both places and my all, the whole the entire experience with it and everything um, and, and maybe that's one reason why they were nice to me today but they were extreme they, they had hardly anyone in there so I don't know I, I feel like that probably helped out me too I, whatever whatever it was but I would really like it if, you know, I mean, like, one thing about complaining to a manager or whatever, like, people think that you're, you know, trying to get someone fired or something, 
but you might you by complaining to a manager you might actually be making all the other customers experiences better and you might even be making the employees experiences better because they all of a sudden they realize like whoa we're complete dicks to the customers we gotta like act nicer and then like when the employees act nicer to the customers the customers will act nicer to the employees and the employees all of a sudden will realize oh it's a, it's actually fun to be here i used to hate being here now i kind of enjoy it so i think there's a lot to be said about the good of complaining to a manager about things um so one thing i might do with this episode is uh if i anyways whenever i stop this episode i might i might um do like a i might continue it when i get home uh, which to you guys, the listeners, will will sound like no time at all. But in real life, maybe 30 minutes or an hour will have passed. <laughs> but anyways, uh, and I, I'd like I kind of want to read these uh, these emails directly on the podcast. I think it'd be, um, I think I think it'd be entertaining. And I, I'm gonna censor the woman's um, uh, name. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, which which I don't. I am I'm definitely a name dropper, but. I know, I know the limits. Like in this type of case, I think it's probably smarter to to uh, either just use a fake name, which is so stupid. Like I'm just using a first name. I don't think it matters. I, I don't think it matters at all. But I'll just I'll use a fake name anyways, just to uh, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. I shouldn't have to do that. But I get I guess I guess out of respect for this woman, even though like using her first name and not her last name, who cares? But I I guess uh, and by the way, there's nothing she did that would be incriminating or anything. But I still. Still, I guess we'll respect her possible wishes for possible privacy that I don't even know if she has or not. But anyways, <laughs> so now I guess I've delayed long enough. I finally have to get into the subject matter of the episode. Wow, it's, I can't believe how much time has passed. <laughs> this, yeah, this might be a multiple, um, multiple episodes about the subject matter of uh, online dating especially for the fact that I'm just kind of getting into this and I might have more stories later. But first of all, um, well, well, let me say this. So, so about two and a half weeks ago, I, I created a profile on one of the apps where you, uh, you swipe right, swipe left. I, I'm so, I haven't done, I haven't attempted online dating in over four years. Although, although back then these, these were, these websites were options, but I, uh, was just, I didn't, I never did a website where you swipe one way or swipe the other way. One of those websites. I did the, the old style, like plenty of, I've been on plenty of fish, for example, where you just like, you scroll, you scroll down and you see a bunch of people's faces or whatever. And if you want to, you can click on them. So you can like, look at, you know, you could look at like a thousand people without looking at their face or you could, uh, I mean, without clicking on their profile. Or you could go like one at a time and click on each person's profile and really do a deep dive with each person or whatever you want to do or whatever. But that's that's what I've done in the past, and that and now I'm on one of the uh, swiping websites. Um, one thing I like about the the whole concept of the swiping thing is that there's a lot more and anonymity um, on the swiping ones because you can't just like like the like the first scenario I gave. You can't just scroll down and look at a thousand people. Um, cause I've actually had, uh, experiences in the past where I was either a hundred percent positive or I was kind of, kind of sure depending on what year it was, what experience it was that, um, like actually I never was, honestly, I never was a hundred percent positive, but well, one time specifically I was about as close to a hundred percent as you can get. I'm just like, I'm really realistic with numbers. 
I don't, you know, um, I'm also, I'm not the type of person I'll say 99.999% because people that say that have no idea what that means, you know? Like, in real, realistically, saying 97% sure is like you're extremely sure. But yeah. So, um, but that one time it, it might, it might have been like, nar, 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 nar. <laughs> I hate that expression when people say that. It just shows they have no concept of what, what that actually means. I think that I think that specifically means what I literally said. It either means one in a hundred million, or not hundred million. It means one in a hundred thousand, or one in a million. I don't. I have to like do the math, but I'm driving, so I'm not going to worry about it. And no one cares what it. No one cares. But the point is, it's that's uh, when you say like 99.999, you you really mean that. Yeah, they mean that they're very very sure. But if you actually if you actually think about the numbers, you're saying that it's like so sure that you have the chance of probably winning like five thousand dollars in the lottery more than that thing not being true. And and then when people say like ninety nine point nine nine nine, they really mean they really mean less than that. But if someone said ninety seven percent sure and they don't understand math very well, you would think like oh they're not sure at all. But like no ninety seven percent sure means you're extremely sure <laughs> if you understand math. Oh, I'm like exhausting myself <laughs> with all this. And I've barely said any information at all. I guess there's a chance I might have to make this some type of a two-parter. Although, like I said, I can, um, I can, uh, just talk about it, talk about it later on another episode. It won't necessarily be another, a two-parter. There just might be more than one episode that have to do with, um, the concept of online dating. But specifically, I wanted to... I really wanted to just kind of talk about situations I've I've had since I started this profile. Oh, one one other thing I want to say is that um, I'm not I'm not uh, going super all in in the beginning and then like burning myself out, which th- I've definitely done this in the past, and then deleting the profile like two weeks later. Um, I I've, I've pretty I've done that. I've, I pretty much have never not done that with uh, local online dating. Um, but uh, that's so. My plan this time is to do a much more of a slow burn, and like for example, just because my job situation and like the way I feel and all these things, I don't want to meet up with anyone on a weekday night. So it's got to be like really Saturday is the best, and honestly Sunday is the second best, and then Friday I'll tolerate a Friday night. But I, I think I would have very little energy, and I wouldn't be able to put that much into it. But at least I'll know that I don't have to work the next day if I meet up with someone on a Friday night. But like. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to like swipe or even really basically go on the website for the most part, unless, unless it's like a, a Tuesday or later and I have the weekend free. Like, and because I was donating plasma today and the fact that plasma makes me emotional and weird. Um, and like, anyways, I, I did not plan to, you know, I haven't been swiping for this week because I was planning, basically planning for this weekend to be pretty busy. And like, when I say like Saturday, Sunday, Friday, all I really, really would like to have for a day of meeting up with someone is Saturday. But I, if I was already talking to someone and they could only meet on Sunday or Friday or whatever, I would, I'd be up for that. But I wouldn't like be like all excited, like, you know, asking someone to hang out on a Friday. But basically since I uh, started this um, profile, I've met up with one girl and I've talked to two girls, which is which includes that one girl. <laughs> so let me talk, first talk about 
the main reason I, I wanted to do this podcast today is I wanted to tell, I wanted to complain about these girls, but kind of like do it in a, in a way that I consider to be a funny way, like just kind of like telling a story, you know, but some people, I don't know, some people don't really, some people's brains work very differently. They'd be like, why are you telling this story about, about it not working out with blah, blah, blah. But, um, and in these two cases, I'm willing to say they're first names because I don't have any, first of all, I don't have any respect for these girls. Second of all, it's very anonymous, even with their first names. Um, and then like, uh, with one of them, I know for a fact that, uh, she, she'll have no idea who I am. I will have no idea who she is, uh, when this episode may premiere, you know, like eight or nine months from now, um, or whatever it's going to be. The other girl, it's <laughs> it's uh, 90 something percent sure that she and I will not be talking to each other when this premieres, but I'm not sure either way. But uh, I am I'm over 90 percent sure that we will not be talking to each other, so that's pretty high. Um, so yeah, so the first girl who I did not meet up with, um, her name is Sarah, and um, her face was pretty good looking to me. Um, she looked like she wasn't extremely skinny, but she looked tolerable as far as her body weight and stuff. Um, I guess, I guess the other girl I'll talk about on another episode because this episode's getting kind of, well, I'm not sure. So anyways, this girl, Sarah, um, I was, I was exchanging some messages with her. She seemed kind of stupid. Like her, um, she was like using bad grammar and like, she's really short sentences, you know, like just very short sentences. Like it seemed like she had no personality at all. But besides that, like, her sentences were so short that it was bad grammar. Um, it's just really, like, annoying. Because, like, I know that girls wouldn't put up, put up with a guy who talks like that. So why why the F should guys talk put up with a girl that acts like that? It's just ridiculous. Um, so she asked me more than once what, I, what my job is. <laughs> which was, uh, which was kind of annoying. And then, um, and then I asked her what, uh, well, well, so she had already told me by this time that She's not working, and um, she hasn't worked since COVID started. So I asked what she did before COVID started. Oh, she asked me if I worked in the software industry. I said no. Um, and uh, so I asked her what she did before COVID started, and she's before, you know, the quote-unquote lockdown. And uh, she said um, that, by the way, the reason why I say quote-unquote is because it's more of a quarantine than a lockdown. We weren't, we weren't in the U.S. We weren't literally under a lockdown. My cousin lives in South Africa, and they were under a much more... Well, the, first of all, they called, called it a lockdown. Second of all, it was a lockdown. They weren't... In the beginning, they weren't even allowed to go outside for exercise and stuff. It was pretty crazy. Anyways, um, so this, uh, this girl, um, her reply as, as to what her job was was retail, which is like... I mean, just the way our society is, I'm sorry, but that's like one of the lowest professions that exist for an adult, especially someone who's like almost 40. I, I'm sorry to say it, but that's, that's the way it is. Um, so if she's going to say that, then <laughs> she shouldn't be judging me at all for whatever my job is. And so so, uh, so my response was, well, it's good that you're staying home and being safe, um, you know, because that's what she's doing. And maybe she thought I was being sarcastic. I don't really know. But she, at that point, she blocked me, which is why I'm 100% sure that she and I will not be communicating with each other by the time this podcast premieres. It was, it was so ridiculous. Like, I don't, um, 
this is the type of thing in the past that if I experienced that in the past, that, that would be like a major strike, you know, be like that I would be like, I'm about to delete this profile. This is ridiculous. I can't believe humans are acting like this on this website. Like that's so conceited and terrible. Um, but I, like I said, I'm going to do a slow burn and try to not burn myself out and, and possibly have this, I mean, it's a free profile, so possibly have this profile for months or, you know, I mean, I might end up dating someone from this whole experience or, or whatever happens. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's that girl. Um, and that's going to be all for now. The next thing I'm going to do is, uh, read those emails. Okay. Now it's time to, uh, you know, read those emails. Um, okay. So let's see. So she said, I'm going to give her the fake name of, um, Hannah. So Hannah says, Hey, hi, Brian. I'm working on this request. However, I have a question. I see you have previously donated at Woodburn, which is Annandale, and you are signed up on two six at our Dulles location in Sterling. Could you please confirm which location you prefer to donate? My reply was, hi, Hannah. I live in Manassas, so I've been trying to figure out which place is the best uh, drive for me. I'm, I'm going to go with Sterling for now. Do you guys have any literature or information about the CCP plasma specifically being used to help people who are struggling with COVID in the hospital? From my experience, it has been extremely thankless to donate plasma. Actually, I switched back to Sterling because the last time I donated in Annandale, I had one too many times of bad customer service. My uncle died years ago, and he was an organ donor. His family got information of different people who were helped by his organs. Thank you. And I wrote my name. Her, this is uh, her lawn reply. We'll see how I'm doing with time. Okay, I'm doing good. Oh, man. Okay, so her reply was, Brian, it's painful to read your words below regarding service at our Woodburn location. We strive to provide each and every donor with world-class service and that you didn't receive great service is well below our expectations. Would you mind sharing with me what you experienced and how does your experience at our Dulles Sterling location differ? As for the CCP donations, we, are, we too are struggling with survivors of COVID-19 and their clinicians who prescribe CCP to share their stories, both their survival stories and their gratitude. Know that physicians are still ordering convalescent plasma across the DMV, which is, uh, if you're outside of D.C. area, is like D.C., Maryland, Northern Virginia. Anyways, uh, across the DMV for patients who are struggling to get better while hospitalized. And many physicians are asking for CCP before an admitted patient is needed to be put on a ventilator or even more extremely ECMO therapy, heart-lung bypass. Here's a link to one patient and their, don and their donor who have met where the patient is extremely grateful for the transfusion. Rodrigo, the former patient, is now a CCP donor as he, as he recognizes the second chance at life his donor provided him and wants to give back to others. And then she gave me the link. It was a pretty good article, by the way. Um, and there's a picture of the two of them donating together. Anyways, uh, I hope you will share with me your concerns so they can be addressed and improved upon. We rely on the generosity of volunteer donors to ensure everyone that needs blood, plasma, and, and platelets gets a second chance at a life well lived. Okay. 
So then I wrote, um, <laughs> mine's really long, by the way. <laughs> hi, hi, Hannah. Uh-oh. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I read the article, and it was good to read. I've been donating convalescent plasma once a month since July. The majority of the time, the workers are not thankful to me at all for volunteering to donate something. If anything, they act like they are doing me a favor. I donated in Sterling during the first few months and have donated at Woodburn for the last few months. So now I'm going back to Sterling. My main problem with the Sterling office is that it is really slow. One time I was there and I had an appointment to donate plasma at 12.30. I scheduled an eye exam in Manassas at 3 p.m. also that day. I thought for sure I'd have time to get to the eye exam and maybe I'd even get some food on the way there. I ended up having no extra time at all and I, and I arrived at my eye, eye appointment literally at 3 p.m. I usually like to arrive early, a little early for things like that. Switching a few months ago to Woodburn was partially trying to find the closest place to where I live and partially because I was frustrated with how slow the Sterling office is. I think by now I've learned that the whole process takes about two hours, even though I'm only donating for one hour. Woodburn might be a tiny bit faster, but I think overall the staff is less friendly. With my last appointment in Woodburn, the nurse who was attending me just rubbed me the wrong way. I also noticed that she was being really nice to other patients while treating me much worse. Also, other than the last time I donated, I, I have never gotten paperwork. They gave it to me last time, but I think it might be because two times ago I very clearly told them that they have never given me paperwork. By the way, the majority of the times they ask me how tall I am and how much I weigh instead of measuring this themselves. I'd rather that they do everything by the book in regards to this. Maybe some patients don't want, want to be weighed each time, and that's why they usually don't do it. I've only been offered a t-shirt twice out of seven times donated. I don't need a new t-shirt each time. But, but before I donated, I was told that every time you donate blood, you get a shirt. By the way, I'm 40. I am 40, and I donated blood several times from when I was 18 to when I was 20. I was born in Germany, and after September 11, 2001, I was not allowed to donate blood anymore because of how close Germany is to England and because of mad cow disease. I think this rule got more strict after September 11th because they, there were so many people people donating blood and they had the liberty to be more strict with, with what blood they took in. Now COVID has made this absolutely ridiculous rule less stringent and that's why I am now legally able to donate again. People who lived in France in the 1980s still can't donate blood, but at least one country got taken off the hook. My point of this paragraph is that I wasn't allowed to donate blood for 19 years and when I found out I would be able to donate again last year, I was pretty excited about it. But my experiences over the last eight months have dwindled that excitement completely. I've noticed that when I donate plasma, I feel kind of down afterwards for the rest of the day. I'm more likely to get upset and emotional too. Being treated like I'm a burden is extremely unmotivating for me to want to keep coming back. Lastly, I have a question. I heard that if I get a coronavirus vaccine, I wouldn't be eligible to donate plasma again for a certain period of time. Is that true? What is, the period, what is the period of time? If I get a coronavirus vaccine, would I ever be eligible to donate CCP plasma again? Right now, the vaccine is very hard to get, but I think it will be more readily available over the next couple months. Um, and, by, and then uh, she did not reply. And then, um, then like a couple weeks later or something, I randomly got an email from them saying that I have the COVID antibodies. So that the whole interaction was kind of weird. But... There's that, there's that for you guys.